How is everybody? Good. Good. I'm doing wonderful. I'm excited this morning. Uh, first thing I want to do is let's pray. Father God, we come before you right now in Jesus' name. Father, I just thank you for today. God, I thank you for this opportunity that I have to be able to, uh, to minister this morning. Uh, Father, I just pray that you would just flow through me. Uh, help me, Father God, to communicate what it is that you want me to communicate. And Father, I just pray that you would anoint all these awesome people out here this morning, anoint them to hear and to, to receive uh, what you want them to receive. I thank you, Father, for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, talking about one of my most favorite subjects, <laughs> finances. You know, God, uh, God wants us to be blessed. And I think that, that that's a mis- uh, misconception that a lot of people have is uh, that they think that God wants them to be poor. Uh, or God wants them to, to, to struggle or to, uh, to barely get by. But let me, let me tell you this. Jesus had so much money, he had to have somebody that, that took care of all his money. Uh, Judas was his treasurer. And uh, if you think about it, uh, you know, I, I, I wish I had so much money, I had to hire somebody just to carry all my money around. Uh, unfortunately, I don't. But God wants us to, not yet. God wants us to be blessed. Uh, matter of fact, he tells us in the Bible how to be blessed. Uh, there's many instances in the Bible where he, he gives us specific instructions on what to do so that we can be blessed. Uh, the Bible says, he says, give, and it will be given back unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will mean give back unto you. For with the same measure that you give, it will be measured back to you. Uh, the Bible says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. And try me now, and this is the Lord of hosts. If I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing upon you, that you won't even have enough room to receive it. God wants us to be blessed. And he tells us what to do. But many times, we just don't do it. I know that there's been instances in my life where God has told me uh, to give. And I didn't. Uh, I can think of one instance in particular where uh, my business was uh, pretty young at the time and uh, finances were tight. And uh, God told me to give $500 to a, to a young lady that was going on a mission trip. And I knew without a shadow of a doubt I was supposed to do that, and I didn't do it. And I don't know what I missed out on. What blessings did I miss out on because I wasn't obedient? And after she came back from her mission trip, I went up to her and I said, Hey, I'm sorry. I didn't listen to God. God told me to do this and I was disobedient. Here's $500. Take it. Do whatever you need to do with it. I don't care if you buy groceries with it. God told me that I was supposed to give this to you and I didn't. Use it however you need. It's important that we follow through with what God asks us to do. And so many times it's just getting out there. And today, that brings me right into my first point. That God will bless you. That, that, that there, there are ways that in our faith that God will prosper us. And the first way is in getting started. If you never start... If you never get out there, if you never do what he asks you to do, 
how can he bless something that you're not doing? The Bible says in James 2, 19 and 20, it says, You believe that there is one God, you do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. But do you want to know, O foolish man, that faith without works is dead? And so many times, people are afraid of failure. Failure's hard. Many times it, it, it can crush your spirit. I, I, I can tell you from experience, failure sucks. But it's hard to fail if you never start. You've got to get out there and get into it and believe that you're hearing from God and what He tells you to do and you're taking the right steps. And then continue on. Because God will lead us. He will direct us. But we have to listen to what he says. 2 Kings 4 verse 2. Elijah was talking to a woman. And uh, she, had, she had just crippling debt. And she was trying to find out how she could overcome this debt. And she went to Elijah, and Elijah, he said, uh, how can I help you? Or, or she had asked him, and, and he said, how can I help you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? She said, your servant has nothing at all, except a small jar of oil. When I was in college, um, I called my dad up one day and said, Dad, I'm hungry. <laughs> I, need, I need money, I need food. I don't know what to do. I have more more bills coming in than I have money going out. You know, I had, had more bills at the end of the month than I did money in. I said, what do I do? And he said, let me call you back. And when he called me back a couple hours later, uh, he said, do what you know to do. He said, you've, you've, done, you've done lawn maintenance pretty much your whole life. He said, why don't you do that? Why don't you get out there and start mowing yards? Because that's uh, something I knew how to do. I mean, I'd been doing it forever. And he helped me get started. Just like this woman, when Elisha told her, he said, I have nothing except a small jar of oil. And he told her, he said, uh, he said, then go Borrow vessels from everywhere, from all your neighbors. Empty vessels, do not gather, just a few. And when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons. Then pour it into those vessels and set aside the full ones. Now he could have told her to do this and she could have stopped right there and said, how in the world is that going to pay my debt? How is that going to help me get past where I am today? But she didn't stop right there. She didn't look at, well, this is stupid. How is my little jar of oil going to help? She followed through with what he, what he asked. So, so she, she went in from him and shut the door behind her and her sons, who brought the vessels to her, and she poured it out. 
Now it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said to her son, bring me another vessel. And he said to her, there is not another vessel. So the oil ceased. Then she came and told the man of God, he said, go and sell the oil and pay your debt. And you and your sons will live on the rest. She had to take a step. She had to do something. And I think many times people think that, well, I'm going to go to God and I'm going to pray and I'm going to ask him to, to uh, help me you know, pay this bill or help me get past this or help me to do this. And, and they expect a, a, a big check to come in the mail. When all along he's saying, hey, do what you know to do. It's right here. Here's your answer. But that's work. <laughs> yes, work is a four-letter word. And sometimes it feels like a four-letter word. It's no fun. But she had to get out, go get the vessels, bring them in, pour the oil out. Then she had to go sell it. Every step she had to be obedient. And because she was obedient, God blessed her. Not only did it pay her debt off, but said, you and your sons will live on the rest. That's awesome. Wasn't just enough, but it was more than enough. Our faith, God will, ways that our faith will prosper us in taking steps. The Bible says right here in Psalms 37, 23 and 24, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. The Lord upholds him with his hand. The Bible says in Jeremiah 29, 11 through 14, For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me. And I will listen to you. You will seek me and you will find me. And you will seek me with all of your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord. And will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places that where I have banished you, declares the Lord. And I will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. I love that scripture. For I know the plans that I have for you. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. He gives us opportunities. He shows us the steps to take. But it's our job to take those steps. And I know that many times it, it, it may, may seem like such a struggle to take that step. And that struggle reminds me of this. Let's watch this real quick. Some lion's head. Oh, 
<laughs> so many times that's what it feels like when you step out, when you take a chance to get out there and do what it is that God's telling you to do. You know, if, if, you're, if you're struggling in finances, what is it that you need to do? What steps do you need to take? What do you have in your house? And take that step. It can seem such a struggle so many times. And you're like, well, I, I just don't know what direction to go. I don't feel like God's telling me to do this right here. Well, there's many times in my life and in, the, in, in my business that I don't feel like God's saying, this is the way that you need to go. But I do know that he's not saying, don't do that either. And so I'll start taking a step and try this and see if that works. And well, maybe I start out this direction and then it, I get a little bit clearer direction. Okay, well, it's not quite the way that you need to go. So let, let's, let's redirect and let's, let's go this way. But we got to take that step. We've got to start moving. It's so hard to be directed if you're not moving at all. So let's take those steps so that God can help direct us even further which way to go and what to do. And if you're struggling in finances, if you're struggling in whatever it may be in your life, have the faith to know that God may not necessarily say, this is exactly what you need to do. But if he's, telling you, if he's not telling you not to do it, that's okay too. And when you start taking those steps, God will lead you and guide you and direct you. Because he loves us so much that he knows the very numbers of hairs on our head. The Bible says that not a sparrow falls out of the sky that he doesn't take notice. And if God can care for a little bird, how much more so his children, whom he loves, whom he loves so much that he sent his son to die on the cross for us. He gave up his life to bless us. The Bible says in Proverbs 16, verse 9, it says, A man's Heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Romans 1, 17. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. It is written, the just shall live by faith. We've got to take those steps. 
We've got to step out. And many times it is a step of faith because it can be very scary. But know that God will lead you and guide you and direct you. But you've got to step out first. And when you step out, you may fail. But the most important thing well, not the most important, a, a very important thing is don't stay down when you fail. Fail forward. God will help us. He'll pick us up and dust us off just like I do with my kids when they fall. Dust them off and kiss their boo-boos. And he'll pick you up And he'll wipe the tears from your eyes and say, it's okay. Now get back out there. Let's go. It's okay to fail. Just because you fail does not make you a failure. I failed more times than I can count. Proverbs 24, 16. The godly may trip seven times, but they will get up again. But one disaster is not enough to overthrow the wicked. Or one disaster is enough to overthrow the wicked. Let me, let me read that right. <laughs> Failure makes me think of uh, King David in the Bible. The man was a failure if, if failure ever described a person. He was a, a murderer. He was a cheater. He uh, was disobedient so many times throughout his life, time after time after time. He messed up. He failed. But he got up and he repented and he went on. And the Bible says that David was a man after God's own heart. How can a murderer be a man after God's own heart. Well, because he didn't just fail, he got back up again. Had he stayed down and said, you know what, I'm done. This is too hard. I, this ain't what I signed up for. <laughs> yeah, he would have been a failure. And he probably, I can probably pretty confidently say that God would not have called him a man after his own heart. Look at Joseph in the Bible. Time after time after time he was cast down. His own brothers sold him into slavery. In the slave house, he was then brought up. And he ruled the the other slaves. Then he was cast in prison. Well, in prison, he was brought up to rule the other prisoners. And then he became second in command of the kingdom. He didn't just fail. He didn't just fall. He, he could have just gave up. But he, he didn't. He kept going. And look at where he ended up. A ruler over the nation. And he was able to then help his brothers that had sold him into slavery 
whom he loved dearly and helped them to survive the famine that came. Failure. I think about uh, businesses that I've had that have failed. Uh, I started one business uh, in particular. Uh, I got one phone call, and that was three months after I shut the business down. Um, Another time, uh, I I think about a $5,000 mistake that I had. Um, I... uh, Decided it was a great idea for me to, to, to build a waterfall. I wanted to get into waterfalls. And uh, got out there and built a waterfall. In my own opinion, it was a pretty good looking waterfall. And then it rained. And bubbled out all my rocks. And I literally had to tear the entire thing down. And uh, I went to the owner of the, uh, the property and I said, hey... I bit off more than I could chew. I'm man enough to realize that. Here's your deposit back. Uh, you can keep all the materials. I'll clean up the mess. And uh, I'm sorry, but you're going to need to find somebody else because this is just beyond me. And uh, that was probably my second or third year of business. And a $5,000 hit was massive at the time for me. I remember another time I... Uh, had this one particular truck. I bought it for $650. $10,000 later in repairs, I sold it for $1,000. Um, more recently, a business that we had acquired uh, was nothing like what it had appeared to be. And uh, in that, we were, through a series of events, uh, we were losing $15,000 plus a month. And uh, we could have just thrown our heads up, hands up and say, you know, this is, this is a lot. You know, this, this ain't quite what we thought. And could have went and filed bankruptcy or could have, uh, you know, just walked away and said, well, this ain't, I'm done. We failed. Wasn't, wasn't the greatest. We picked up and we gathered ourselves and made some adjustments and, and went forward. So failure does not make you a failure. Use it as a stepping stool to get to where you need to be. Learn from your mistakes. When I do something that doesn't work, I just realize that that didn't work. <laughs> and I don't let it keep me down. I, I, many times I feel like in my life that you ever seen those little toys, the little wind-up toys and that it just kind of walks like that. And uh, when it hits a wall, what's it do? It just kind of... <laughs> or it'll bounce off the wall and go a different direction. I feel like that's how, that's how I am many times. So I'll, I'll go and I'll, I'll, I'll take a path until I hit a wall and I'll like, well, that doesn't work, so I'll go this way. And I'll try that until I hit a wall or if that doesn't work, I'll go this way. But many times, people... They go until they hit the wall and then they throw their hands up and say, I'm done. That is just too hard. Well, it's getting beyond that failure that what is, is what helps make you a success. And would, if, if, I, if I could go back and redo it all over again, 
Would I? Probably not. Would, would, would I change anything? I'd have to say, no, I wouldn't change anything because everything that's been in my past has made me who I am today. And I'm a hopefully smarter, wiser person because of it. Uh, yes, I did go to the School of Hard Knocks, and yes, it was hard and very expensive, but that's okay. It was worth it because it's made me who I am today. And I think that I'm a better person because of it. Now, the best way to learn is to learn from other people's mistakes. So when you look around, when I, when I try and take a, a, a vein of thought and I, I start to do something, uh, I try to look around and see, has anybody else done this before? And if they've done it, has it been successful? And I try and learn from what they did. And if they tried something and it didn't work, well, then I know not to do that. <laughs> and I try and emulate those that have been successful, and I try and surround myself with the successful people, and I, I love to listen to successful people and talk to them and pick their brain. And I learn, what did they do? And we can do that. You can do that. Better get going. Time's almost up. Our faith can help us in pressing through. To get on to the end. The Bible says in Hebrews 10, says, uh, Remember this and do not abandon your confidence, which, which leads to rich rewards. Simply endure. For when you have done as God requires of you, you will receive the promise but my righteous one but my my righteous one must live by faith for it gives up his commitment my soul will have no pleasure in him we need to keep pressing forward and if if you're if you're struggling in finances start with what you can you know the bible tells us to give and I, I'm, I'm not up here to try and to, to get you to give money to the church. That is, that is not by no means what I'm trying to do. But what I do want to encourage you to do is to be obedient to what God says to do. He says, give, and it will be given back unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, woman, get back unto you for the same measure that you give. It will be measured back to you. I like to tell the kids over in kids time if you want to be blessed a little give a little if you want to be blessed a lot give a lot and that doesn't necessarily mean just to, uh, to you know to hear bless other people bless those who are around you who are in need when you see somebody struggling help them if you can do what you can do to reach out and to touch and to change other people's lives 
follow what, what the, the instructions that God has given you, and you will be blessed. The Bible says for, for us to, to, to bring all the tithes into the storehouse. Matter of fact, let me, let me find that scripture real quick and read it. It's in Malachi. Malachi uh, 3.10 says, Bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there, will be, that there may be food in my house. And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour out such a blessing that there will not be enough room to receive it. And so many people stop right there, but I love the next scripture that comes. The Bible says, And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake, so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground. Nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field. And all the nations will call you blessed. For you will be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. There's our road map right there. Bring the tithes into the storehouse. And, and, and for those of you who may not understand what the tithes are, if you never heard of it, it's 10%. And it's the first 10%. And we're not giving it to God. We're simply returning it back to Him. If I went out of town and I gave Jacob my truck to borrow while I'm out of town, when I come back, I fully expect him to give me my truck back. And if he comes up to me and he says, Here, I got you a present. Here's your truck. That's not a present. He's simply returning to me back what is mine. And many people misunderstand that the tithes is not a gift that we're giving to God, but we're simply returning back to Him what is His. We're bringing the first 10% to Him, and then we give beyond that. And if we do that, the Bible says that not only will He pour out a blessing upon us, there's not enough room to receive it, but He'll protect the rest. God can do more with the 90% that's left over than you can do with the 100% on your own. Follow after God. Do what He asks you to do. And many times it may seem like a struggle and a, a, a step of faith for us to leap out and to, uh, 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 to, to take that step. But when we do that, when we do what God tells us to do here in the Bible, then He says that we will be blessed. He will give back to you. And I want to see everybody here richly blessed. But we do that through obedience to God. Before I go, I never want to let a service go by that I don't give everyone the opportunity to be able to take that step with God. And that step being to follow after Him and to to live your life walking down the path that God has for you. The Bible says that if we confess with our mouth and we believe in our heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, we will be saved. And when you do that, and you decide to turn your life around and to follow after what God tells you to do, and you turn your heart towards Him and to put away that old man, the one who lied and cheated and stole and 
whatever he may have done. You put that old person aside. And you say, I'm no longer that person. I've chosen to turn my life and my heart towards God. And I'm going to follow after what God wants me to do. Then a whole new world opens up for you. And God, he says, come here, my child. I love you. I'm going to protect you. And it makes me think of my own children. What I wouldn't do for them. Because I love them dearly. And he loves you dearly. And he wants you to follow after him. Not because he wants more followers, but because he loves you and he wants the very best for you. And if you're here this morning and you're not following after God, or you're not following after him the way that you should, and you want to get your heart right with him, then I'm going to give you the opportunity to do that right now. And what I want you to do, I want everybody, everybody please bow your heads and close your eyes. And 